Hi everyone, I'm Elise Marsh and I'm your host here on the Perfectly Wonderfully Made podcast. I believe the journey to becoming a parent allows each of us a glimpse into the heart of a creator who so desperately wants you to know just how chosen, designed, called, and beautiful you are. He sees you perfectly, wonderfully made. Well, friends, it was a busy week, I'll say that, in the Marsh household. My first day off was this last Saturday after seven births and a whole bunch of classes in a row, and my little Indiana had a super bad allergic reaction. Many of you guys already know his history of severe food allergies. We had to use his EpiPen within just a few minutes of him being exposed to like trace amounts of his allergens and he needed help breathing pretty quickly after that. I'm always just so thankful for the paramedics in these situations. They are so kind, you guys, so gracious and obviously so, so helpful. One of the paramedics in the ambulance this last weekend with us just kept telling me over and over again how perfect I did, that I did everything right. I think he saw in my face just how much I felt like a failure in that moment. I'm surely not the only mama that struggles with keeping her little one safe. You just can't help that feeling like I should be able to do more for him. But you all know what's coming, what I'm going to say. It will never be by my own strength that my kids are safe. It won't. It will always, always and forever be my God who keeps them safe. After a short stay in the hospital over the weekend, we were sent home. Just We didn't even have to stay that long, just a few hours um, of observation. But I just, I struggled a lot with anxiety um, last year after his last big scare with an exposure to food allergies. We did the whole same routine, EpiPen, ambulance ride, breathing treatments, meds, and a hospital stay. I've become so hyper aware of food, everything he eats, and if he begins to have a reaction, I am on it. I have to be. I literally have minutes to act, but that often leaves me feeling like this intense, anxious, crazy mom. I was feeling so good about how far we had come with his food allergies. It was a good reminder that I cannot let my guard down. It was also a great reminder that I'm not in control. I need help keeping my baby safe. Jesus has to be the one to hold on to my babies. I will always fail if I'm relying on my own strength. On a more exciting note, my online childbirth class is live. This month has been so nuts. You guys know this already. Seven births in a row. They all just clump together. They like to go in a row, I'm telling you. A good handful of childbirth classes... (laughs) thrown in the mix, podcast to edit, and an online course to produce. It's all done. I have no idea. God, I mean, God did it all, but it is done. And God is so good, you guys. He's orchestrated it all for me perfectly in his timing. If you're pregnant or you have friends who are, I would love for you to share this course with them. I believe everyone deserves to know what their options are, to know that birth can be such a powerful, positive, and life-giving experience. I've got a special promo code for you all. You knew that was coming, right? So head on over to yourbestbirthcourse.com and enter the promo code PODCAST at checkout for $50 off of the course. For $50 off of the cost of the course. So the promo code is podcast. One word. You can do it. Let me know what you think. I can't wait to hear what you guys learn and how this course changes you. Oh, my friend, can I tell you the Lord has so much in store for you. Jeff and I were hanging out with our friends Ryan and Selena Frederick this last weekend, and they are always encouraging Jeff and I, and especially me, the, well, the both of us, to dream bigger. I love it. How easy is it to only walk toward the thing that is right in front of you, the thing we can tangibly, conceivably see in front of us? But what is ahead for you beyond what you can see? 
what does the Lord have for you that you have yet to see? I know our God is bigger than our human minds could ever comprehend. And that tells me that his plans for me are also bigger than anything we could understand. My question for you this week, friend, is what has the Lord asked you to partner with him in? Ask him if you don't know. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you just a glimpse of what he has planned. It will take courage. It will take bravery. It will take faith. I can guarantee you that. God won't ask you to do anything that doesn't ultimately draw you closer to him and draw his people toward him. I will say it again and again because it will never get old, but I know a God who wildly, passionately loves you, who would do anything for you, who has plans for you that not only bring him glory, but that also satisfy your soul. There's a God who is crazy in love with you. The things you do in your everyday might seem so small, so unseen, so unnoticed. Trust me, my friend, I've been there. You just never know how God is going to use your small, tiny, unseen act of obedience. His plans for you may change generations to come. Because mama, you are changing the generations to come as you parent and lead and teach those little ones. Our God sees you in the quiet place, in the places no one else can see, and he is so proud to call you daughter. My guest on the show today is Nicole Gibbons. Nicole is a mama to two adorable little boys and married to her husband, Jordan. I met Nicole originally in the photography world through my husband, Jeff, and then got to know her a little bit better through our church. She's amazing, you guys. She is super talented. She's a portrait photographer and also on staff at Foursquare Church in Puyallup as the content director. She wears many hats, many hats, and she's good at them all. She's pretty, pretty awesome. You're going to have to find her on social media. She she makes some beautiful, beautiful photos. We chat about Nicole's two birth stories today, mom guilt. I know we have all experienced that. What it was like for her to be called into ministry and what it looks like for her to spend time with Jesus in her every day. Here we go, you guys. Nicole, thank you so much for coming on the show and chatting with me. I'm like super excited. I I don't think we get to like sit down and chat very often. So this will be really fun. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm yes. really excited. It's okay. Nice so to talk to you. I know like without any interruptions too. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> exactly. usually I see you and it's like in passing or yep. doing announcements <laughs> at church or something. And I'm like, oh, by the way, your hair looks super cute during oh, the announcement you. video this <laughs> week. It looks great. Thanks. You're doing a good job. <laughs> Thanks. It's, it's um, getting there. <laughs> it's awesome. Okay, so tell everyone um, kind of what your life looks like. Who are kind of your main people in your life? Yeah, so I um, am married to an awesome man named Jordan, and we have two kids named Royal and Honor. They're both boys. One is three and a half, and the other one's one and a half. And they are rambunctious and crazy and so much fun. (laughs) And they definitely keep me on my toes. Um, And I work full-time at Puyallup Foursquare Church. My husband and I actually work on the same team. So we get to do um, all the creative stuff together. So photos, videos. um, We make a lot of the fun promo videos and um, videos for openers and events that we have so that's really fun I get to be creative I get to write a lot and do announcements yes <laughs> and uh, lots of fun stuff like that so okay what is your like what is your job title and what is Jordan's job title yeah so technically our position titles are a little bit I don't know that they describe our job super well, but he's technically the design director, but his main job is videos for a weekend, Um, but he also designs like sermon graphics and all of that. So that's kind of where his design part come in. We have a graphic designer, but his title is creative director. So it's just a little bit doesn't (laughs) match exactly. No. Um, And then mine is media director. But um, that's more because I oversee social media and anything okay. that goes out to our church. So um, 
anything on announcements. I write all the scripts. I'm usually the one reading them. Um, stuff that some of the stuff that goes on our website, some of it is uh, my boss Adam, and some of it's me. And then all the stuff that goes on social media, I just oversee with the help of my interns who are amazing. So yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. That's awesome. How long have you been doing that role? Um, this role only since May. Um, before that, I was doing, um, I was a service producer for our South Campus. So I oversaw all the tech and um, creative components of the services up at South Campus. Yeah, that's a lot of work too. Yeah, it was, it's it was all a lot, a lot of work. <laughs> it's a little bit stressful. Yeah. But yeah, so my job now is a little bit more my pace um, as far as my giftings yeah. are being used a little bit better. That's the other great. one was amazing, but a little bit more stressful for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, so how did you meet Jordan? I, I think I've heard this story, but I remind me how it goes. Yeah. It's hilarious, actually. Um, so I was 15, and um, our worship pastor at my church invited this band to come play at our church. And I had kind of come to a point where I was just, like, tired of boys and yes. how gross they were and how annoying <laughs> they were. Because at 15, they're pretty gross. <laughs> they're pretty gross. <laughs> and, um, and so this band came, and Jordan was in the band. <laughs> it's called Soul Deep. And he played at our church, whatever. I didn't talk to him really. I, um, they ended up coming the next morning and leading worship for our church and stuff too. So I was part of the worship team. So we got lunch with them after and all this stuff. Hilariously, I actually got all their autographs. Oh, so my first interaction with him is actually getting his autograph. Oh, I don't awesome. remember that, but I do have the posters. So it's kind of hilarious. Um, and then from there, we, a big group of us went to lunch with them, um, just kind of hung out. I never thought anything of it because they were all, you know, 18, 19, 20 and older. So I never, you know, even thought anything of yeah, the sort. Yeah, because when you're like a as, high schooler, yeah, it's a exactly. big leap. So, yeah. So there was never anything like that in my mind. I was kind of just like, wow, these guys are like actually nice guys. And I thought to myself, like, I want to marry someone like that who's like respectful, who loves the Lord, who like treats girls with respect and women with respect and are kind. And um, so, yeah, so I just had that thought in my head and they really kind of helped me like get back on track of like, yep, that's what I'm going to pursue. That's what I'm going to seek. And I'm not going to hold out for that no matter what. And so, um, yeah, so then over the next couple years, I guess, we really just kind of saw each other here and there. I ended up being in another band. We played together here and there. We just became mutual friends through other friends, and we just didn't talk much. Like, Jordan and I didn't talk a lot because he was really, really shy. Yeah. Um, but he ended up having a crush on me over the course of the next couple years, and I had no idea because he hardly ever talked to me. <laughs> uh, we lived far from each other, but we just saw each other a lot at concerts and festivals and stuff. So, yeah, so eventually we just started talking, chatting, and we're friends. Um, that's probably about the time I, like, after I graduated high school and stuff. Um, and so, yeah, we still didn't know, like, age difference or anything. You're like, but, how um, old we just, are yeah, you? exactly. We just kind of became friends. And then his brother started a worship band called Floodgate. And um, he invited me to one of their meetings. And um, they officially invited me to be part of the band when it first started up. So that was really cool. Um, so that's really when we got to hang out a lot. And when we kind of were like, okay, we're hanging out like mm -hmm. every day, like all the time. So probably like, I don't know, a couple of weeks after I turned 18, we've officially started dating. So oh, that's yeah. Awesome. So, he was trying to so lay low for a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, right after I turned 18. So we're good. <laughs> You're, it's but official. he's, he's only like, he's five years older than me. So it's, it is weird at 15, not so much at 18. <laughs> no, no. Okay. How, um, so how long did you guys date? Um, we dated for, well, a year and a half before he proposed. And then, um, we were engaged for a year and a half because I was going to school on the other side of the state. So we didn't see each other very often. That's awesome. So yeah, total three years. Yeah, three years. Officially, anyways. <laughs> and you guys were young, but you loved kind of that season. 
Yes. Yeah, it was fun. It was great. I was, like I said, 18 when we started dating, and then we got married about two weeks after I turned 21, so I was just a baby. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. It was good. <laughs> so at what point did you guys start, like, thinking about having kids or wanting kids, or was that always a conversation that you guys were having? Um, yeah, I mean, we talked about it even when we were dating, how we both wanted kids, because obviously that's, I think, an important conversation before yes. you marry someone. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you would be surprised, though. I, You'd I be bet surprised. I yeah, I bet I would. Um, we, yeah, so we had definitely known that both of us wanted kids eventually, but we weren't, um, we weren't in a hurry. So we, when we got married, we said, oh, maybe in two years. And then two years rolled around. And we're like, maybe in the two years. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we kept doing that for a little while. So we ended up waiting, um, until we had been married about five years before we actually did get pregnant. So, yeah. That's awesome. What was your pregnancy like? Oh, man. My first one, I was sick a lot um, during that first trimester. Like, I had really bad morning sickness. We lived down in California, and it was summer. So it was like 100 degrees all the time, and I just was throwing up everywhere. Oh, <laughs> like, actual, like, pull over the car right now and just, <laughs> yeah, that kind of throw up. Oh. So good times. But after that, it wasn't bad at all. It was it was actually really healthy pregnancy. I think the sunshine down there helped. <laughs> oh, hey, I believe that. That's a big thing. Yeah, totally. Okay, so getting ready to have your first baby, what type of birth were you looking for or wanting? Um, yeah, yeah. So I actually, it's funny because I had never really thought about what kind of birth I wanted until um, I had photographed a friend's birth, um, mm. and she did a home birth in a tub. It was her fourth baby, so she had done. She was like, "Come on, at home." <laughs> yeah, so I literally. Um, she, she called me and she lived all the way in Seattle, about an hour away from where I was. And so she's like, yeah, I'll just call you. Um, and then you can just head on up. And so she texts me and she's like, Hey, I'm getting in the tub. You might want to start making your way up. So I get there and literally the baby was born 10 minutes after I got there. I, it was so fast. She was just so calm and peaceful. And it was just, the kids were there watching like, it was just so, I don't know, I just loved the feeling of it. It was just such a good experience. Yeah. Um, and to see her, like, with her baby right away um, in the comfort of her own home and just really being able to just get in her own bed and just be home and be with her kids, be with her family. Um, I just, something about it appealed to me. I'd never thought about it before. Um, but after that, I knew that's what I wanted to do. So um, I... Yeah, I was really looking for a natural birth. I'm very um, conscious of uh, natural things in general. So um, ever since I was, gosh, probably like 19 is when I really started to get into kind of more natural foods and um, just natural medicine and all of that. So really uh, that inspired me as well. But yeah, so that's kind of what I was looking for, something peaceful and calm. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what, yeah. what was your labor uh, with Royal like? Um, with Royal, he, um, oh, I actually ended up, um, delivering at a birthing center cause I was a little bit nervous about being just in an apartment and just all of that. So I, um, delivered, I, uh, labored and delivered in a birthing center, which was awesome. Um, it was in Ventura, California, right across from the hospital. So it was perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really loved it. Had a really homey feel. My midwife was amazing. Um, so yeah, if anyone's listening from Ventura, Sue Turner is the best <laughs> midwife ever. Awesome. Um, yeah, so it was great. It, it uh, I labored at home for most of it. Um, and then just went on lots of walks. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember walking when it started to get more intense and my dogs stopping and being worried about me every time I mm -hmm. stopped because I was having a contraction. It was really cute. Actually, my mom tried to like pull the dog to keep walking and she like sat there and would not move because she was worried about me. So that was really sweet kind of, um, little thing, but yeah, my labor was good. It was smooth and it wasn't intense at all. It went pretty quick. I think, um, as far as active labor where there was any kind of pain, it was only like six hours. So not too bad. Yeah. Smooth sailing. Yeah. 
That's awesome. So birth was great. Um, where did you end yeah. up like delivering at the birth center? Um, yeah, so I tried to, uh, I labored in the tub for a while like I had wanted because that's obviously, like I said, what I really wanted. Um, and then I started pushing in the tub as well. But um, after about, gosh, he was crowning for about 45 minutes and it was really, really painful. <laughs> it was really awful and slightly traumatizing. I'm pretty sure I had PTSD after that. <laughs> I, I think only Nicole, you guys can't see this, but Nicole's like smiling as she's saying, it was really traumatizing with a big fat <laughs> smile awful. on her face. Like, okay. You know, looking back, it's kind of funny, but it's, it wasn't funny at all. No. I, yeah, I, I wanted to be done. But um, eventually, uh, I don't know how, how much you want to get into it, but eventually my midwife um, was basically saying, your contractions have slowed down and he's not moving and his heart rate is dropping, so we have to do something. Um, so the options were to try to do something to make my labor more intense um, or to go ahead and do an episiotomy. And after 45 minutes of crowning, my mom was like, just do the episiotomy. Mm. And so I gave the nod, and it's the best decision I made. Um, for me, it was definitely the right decision. So, yeah, my wow. – the those muscles just weren't going to give, they weren't going to let him out. So, wow. Yep. So what was your postpartum recovery like after that experience? It was experience? actually horrible. <laughs> um, yeah. So because of all the trauma to that area, I, um, ended up not healing correctly. So, yeah. um, yeah, so it was, it was really painful, um, for months and months after that, just walking, sitting, everything was horrible. It closed, um, like it healed up, but, um, it just, there was so much scar tissue that everything was painful. Um, oh. yeah, so I ended up having to see, um, a urologist and ended up having to have surgery to kind of reconstruct um, and get rid of a lot of that scar tissue and make sure that it healed in a manner of, you know, how it should be. <laughs> so wow. about eight months later, I ended up having that surgery or maybe it was six months, ended up having that surgery. And then by eight months, I was completely healed. Wow. Yeah. So it was, That's it was definitely lot. interesting. It was a I long time. I remember when you had your surgery. That's so tough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. And and did you did that play any role in how you felt about your next pregnancy or birth or did it change the like what you wanted out of that experience at all? Um yeah, yeah, it definitely did. I mean, I think it put a lot of fear in me to be honest. I it was really like a lot more traumatizing than I realized. Mm -hmm. By the time I had got pregnant again, I had kind of forgotten about it. But once I got pregnant again and started thinking about it again, it really stressed me out. And um, I ended up going to midwife um, here and she was amazing. And she just really helped me, you know, help calm my fears and was like, it's not going to happen again. Like you're going to mm -hmm. be fine. Um, she's like, your body's probably just going to pop that baby right out. And so, um, <laughs> So I definitely, but I still, I definitely had a lot of fear. And um, I think the biggest thing, like my whole prayer during my whole pregnancy was like, God, I don't want to tear. And I really don't want to have to have an episiotomy again oh, if yeah. I don't have to. But um, yeah, so that's pretty much, I guess, how it affected me. Yeah, definitely. So what was your, what did your labor end up being like with your second baby? Yeah. So with him, it was so fast. I, um, had kind of had some off and on scattered, um, contractions throughout, um, a Friday while I was at work and they were super inconsistent. So I really didn't think anything of them. Um, and then on Saturday we had services at church. And so I was working and <laughs> was at church <laughs> in the control rooms, making sure everything was good. And I was definitely in labor, but yeah. didn't really, I was like, eh, whatever, I'll be fine. Yeah. And so I, um, 
yeah, so I definitely started to, by the end of service, I was like, okay, I'm having to breathe through these a little bit more, but I'm sure it'll be a long time. So I told Jordan, <laughs> go ahead and go to this birthday party you're planning on going to. So he goes to Tacoma thinking, whatever, she's not in labor. And um, I'm thinking, oh, I'll be fine. I'm not in labor. And, and then um, all of a sudden they went from super inconsistent 10 to 20 minutes apart to about two minutes apart yeah. and super intense out of nowhere. I, I took Royal home, put him to bed, made myself dinner. I was watching friends and I remember just texting you and being yeah. like, Hey, is this, do you think this is actually late? Because this is so different than last time. Um, it's so much faster. And, uh, so gosh, probably what, I don't know, maybe we texted for like 30 minutes. And by the end of that, I was like, hey, Jordan, you need to come home. I think I'm yeah. in labor. I called my midwife and she's like, oh, go ahead and just run a bath and sit in it for a while. Call me in an hour. So I think I hung up the phone with her and I tried to go get the bath going and I just couldn't. Yeah. I was like, just in that mental haze mm -hmm. you get mm -hmm. when you're like in intense labor and you're like, I was just like, I don't know how to turn the bath on. All <laughs> I know is that my body is having a baby right, right now. So right. This thing I is coming out of me. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I can't. I need to come in right now. And so um, I went in and, gosh, I got there at like I think 11, probably 11.30 p.m. And um, she started filling the tub and she checked me about 15 minutes after I'd gotten there. And um, she was like, Oh, um, so we don't have time to fill the tub because you're at a 10. <laughs> so <laughs> I literally was like in transition in the car and had no idea. So that shows you that my labors are actually really not that intense. Um, so labor for me really hasn't ever been a big issue. It's really the delivery that I yeah. dread. <laughs> so yeah. that's the hardest part for sure. Um, so my water hadn't broke, which I thought was funny because it broke on its own at about um, a six with Royal. So I was at a 10 and hadn't broke yet. So she went ahead and broke the water with my permission and I just started pushing right away. So uh, yeah, so it was very, very quick um, whirlwind. I think I can't remember with him how long exactly I pushed, but um, he was born at 12.44. So between, what, 11.30 and 12.44, mm -hmm. that's how long I was, you know, in, in labor at the birthing center. And, um, yeah, so I, um, I, when I started crowning, I really just felt like I, I know I'm going to tear. I just had this, I don't know what it was. I was determined to not um, have to do an episiotomy but when I started crowning I just knew I was gonna tear and I think I don't know if it was the fear or if it was just kind of that mom intuition mm. but I just asked her I was like can you please just do an episiotomy I want to make this clean I don't want to have any trouble healing and she's like are you sure and I was like yes I want that that's what I want I want to get this baby out right now and so um we went ahead and did the episiotomy. And honestly, I think for me, it was the best decision. It may not be for everyone, but just knowing, because even, even with um, Nancy, she was saying, yeah, that muscle is very tight. It's not giving very much. Um, so she, she agreed with me and we went ahead and did it. And um, I healed in eight weeks perfectly and there was no issue ever. So I'm glad that I, I made that decision, even though it was kind of a in the moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. You're like a that birthing goddess, Nicole. <laughs> oh, gosh, no. <laughs> it was horrible. I was like, I don't ever want to do this again. <laughs> and yeah, yet people Jordan. have more babies. It's kind of crazy. I know. Why do we do that? We're crazy. <laughs> I think the Lord protects our brains. And all I those birth so. hormones really do set us up to, to win they and to do. have more babies. That's yes, awesome. they do. They do. So what was your postpartum experience like with your second baby? Yeah, um, I think overall physically it was great as far as healing. I healed really fast and um, everything went back to normal really fast. 
um, as far as like weight loss and all that, I gained a lot more with him because I think I was working full time and not working out every day, um, not eating as healthy as I should have with my second one. So weight loss has been a journey for me, mm-hmm. definitely with the second one. Um, whereas I feel like with Royal, I just kind of bounced back really fast. So I'm sure that's totally normal with a second. Um, but yeah, it's taken me, gosh, a year and a half and I'm still not quite there. So we're working on it. But um, yeah, so as far as that goes, it was a little bit harder. But um, as far as healing, great. Emotionally, it was a little bit harder as well. I think that had to do with working. And um, thankfully, my uh, boss is amazing. Um, My pastor is amazing. And he let me bring um, honor to work with me so that I could nurse um, at work, which is huge, especially in those first, you know, few months. So that was a big deal. So I think it was hard in some ways and easier in others. Yeah. Oh, for sure. How did you guys transition to, you have two babies now, you're both in ministry. You, I I think you went back to work pretty quickly, didn't you? After you had Honor? Yeah. I had six weeks of maternity leave. Yes. That's pretty quick. So what was that kind of transition like for your family? Um, I'll be honest. It was really hard for me. I, um, I struggled with going back to work so fast, um, mostly because my job is or was super stressful at the time. So, um, it was hard, like emotionally and, um, and physically, I think it was just exhausting. But at the same time, I think, I don't know, it helped me to kind of get back into the swing of things and find myself a little faster I don't know I, I don't know that I'd recommend it but, um, but I definitely don't recommend it definitely it. was interesting <laughs> yeah probably not if you have a chance or a choice to take longer then take longer yes um yeah it was hard it was hard it, it was, was hard I know the United States has a long ways to come as oh, far yeah. as maternity leave and paternity leave. I mean, it just looks so different everywhere else in the world except for the U.S. So we got a long ways to go. And I think it does have a big impact on postpartum depression and anxiety in moms and just how, gosh, that whole season looks like for people. I think it makes a big it make big difference. So, yeah. But no, absolutely. Sounds like you kind of triumphed through the challenges, though. Yeah, I feel like it's taken, you know, it took, I think, about a year to feel like myself again emotionally. Yeah. Um, which I think is pretty standard. Oh, yeah. Um, for most people. But I think it was a little more exaggerated this time because I was working and trying to give. And, and uh, you know, being in ministry is different, too, because you're always trying to, like, give of yourself. But I felt like I had nothing to give. Yeah. So just scraping that bottom of the barrel of, like, okay, I'm just pouring out, but I don't feel like there's anything left in there to give to anyone else. Um, And yet God is so gracious through all of it. You know, I I don't look back on that season and, and dread it or, or hate it. Like I see God's grace on it, even though it was so hard. Yeah. How did you kind of talking about ministry and motherhood, like what was maybe the hardest thing that you had to wrestle with or figure out? And then maybe what was one thing that was kind of unexpected where you saw the Lord kind of just show up and and be that extra um, ounce of energy or strength or whatever it was that you needed? Yeah, um, I think. Uh, especially looking back at that season, I really questioned a lot, like, is this really what I'm called to? Like, I just struggle with a lot of mom guilt um, that I think every mom has, whether they mm-hmm. work in, out of the home or not. Um, but I, I also struggled with, I had set up my photography business for years exactly for the purpose of staying home with my kids when I had them. Mm-hmm. And um it just didn't go the way I thought it would because God called me into ministry. And it was one of those things that I didn't want to go into ministry. Yeah, I actually told God no a few times um, before I felt like, okay, I need to be obedient in this. And so that was another season where I was like, God, why did you call me to this? Like, I don't Mm. know why I'm here. I don't know. I don't have anything to give to this. I feel like I'm taking away and not adding to. Mm. And, um, 
at least emotionally, but I mean, I've really discovered about myself that I'm just a, a very emotional person. Um, and that's okay. It's, it's good. It makes me the creative person that I am, but it makes it a little bit harder to handle those kinds of situations. Um, but yeah, so I think I really struggled with, okay, God, like why am I in ministry? Like, why am I doing this? Why did you call me to this? And yet, he always kept showing me through, you know, people saying like, thank you for impacting my life mm. in this way, or just people's loyalty on my team yeah. that I led and, um, that I didn't feel like I led very well. <laughs> and yet they, they just loved me and, and they, uh, followed me even when I felt like I wasn't a great leader. And so, um, yeah, that was that was really encouraging and just seeing God's grace in that. And um, and then eventually him uh, moving me into a job that was actually created for me, which mm. I just felt like I didn't deserve. And um, I think I struggled a lot with, um, okay, God, like if I get like if this job does work out, I am afraid that I still won't be happy. And mm. um that nothing is ever going to make me happy. And so I think it was really just those emotions of, um, you know, postpartum and, and um, that mom guilt all wrapped up in one and the enemy just really trying to beat me down. And, and so I really just had to surrender that, um, yeah. that fear that I would just never be happy. And, um, and God's really just blessed it. And I feel like I am at a place in my job and ministry that I've never been more fulfilled in a career. Even when I was, you know, shooting 25 weddings a year and running my own business, I just feel like I'm really adding value to people and to the church and for the first time in a long time. So um, that really helped in God's grace in that was just huge. And and just seeing that even when I was struggling, um, he was faithful and he blessed my faithfulness to just keep sticking it out even when I didn't feel like I could. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good, Nicole. I love that. that Thanks. That story and that testimony of the Lord's faithfulness. And I think it just goes to show you too how we sometimes women like especially after we have babies we just need to rest and yeah. we just need to slow down and sometimes mm -hmm. the pressures of life or our season or our career doesn't allow for that and then yeah. when we butt up against you know <laughs> that or that wall that pressure that expectation yeah. that's when we have a whole lot of problems and then you yeah. see the moms who do really well are the ones who usually have community and support and mm -hmm. great people surrounding them um and hopefully a really strong relationship with the lord and then the ones who don't have those things really do really do struggle so i'm yeah. so glad that you know it seems like you were really like at least i'm hearing you say you felt pretty you know up against a wall in that season mm -hmm. and yeah. I'm just loved to hear how the Lord's been so faithful to you um, yeah. in that and especially your new job and all of that. Do you feel like you're coming into a season where you're experiencing maybe more rest than you were before? Yeah, I think so. Um, I definitely, with this job, have a lot more time with my kids, which is huge because um, it's not weekend-based as the last one. Um, so my job's a little bit more, uh, like I said, behind the scenes with uh, the internet and anything to do with getting um, things out to our people. So on the weekends, it's a little bit easier to have the kids with me and to see them. Um, so that's huge. That's been a huge blessing. So in that way, yeah, a lot more, a lot more rest and time with my babies, which is really nice, yeah. <laughs> especially at three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> three is fun. <laughs> three was one of the hardest ages for me. I mean, my kids yeah. are only four and two, so I don't have any room to talk, but three was yeah. certainly harder for me than four. Three was yeah. way hard. And two That's was amazing. Says. I loved two. I still yeah, love two-year-olds. So yeah. fun. But three is really hard for yeah. I is still it's hard but in a different way and it's been really fun it's been really Good. fun so you're approaching four hey I know there. we're almost there March, March. <laughs> do it. you are almost there okay Nicole what do you feel like the Lord's really like speaking into your heart over in this season of your life what is he really kind of working 
in you and working out in you in this season? Yeah. Um, well, I, I really think that, um, the biggest thing that's been on my heart lately has been just, um, the presence of the Holy Spirit in my life and the role of the Holy Spirit just in everyday life and also in ministry and in, um, the midst of my creative giftings and, and what I get to do with that. Um, I've just really had this sense of, um, kind of missing the Holy Spirit, you know, as far as like just longing for and, and really being like missing God in just day-to-day craziness and how busy life is and, and feeling like, God, I miss you. Like, I don't mm. have time to just have, you know, these long devotion times and right. just sit like Mary at the feet of Jesus, <laughs> you know, as beautiful I'm as Martha. I know. I'm like, I'm Martha. Like, I'm sorry, God. That's just how it is right now. (laughs) And I miss you. And I miss that time. And I miss, you know, just uh, the beauty of that relationship. And so um, I think that's been like the biggest like struggle, but also blessing in this season is to actually have to work for that relationship. And and it's funny because, you know, you work in ministry. And so your job is to bring Jesus to other people. And Mm. yet sometimes it's so easy to miss it um, ourselves. And I actually have um, a a verse that I wanted to read because I read it the other day and it just explained like exactly what I was thinking um, about this. And it said, um, it says Romans um, 9, somewhere in 31 through 32. It's the message, so it's not exactly specific which verse this is. Um, but it says they were so absorbed in their God projects that they didn't notice God right in front of them. And uh, I think that that is kind of something that in the busyness of being a mom and being working full time, and it's easy to be like doing God projects, but miss God right in front of you. And yeah especially in ministry. So um, it's been one of those seasons of like, just remembering like the Holy Spirit is always with me. Like that's why Jesus went back into heaven so that the Holy Spirit could be his presence here on earth. And so really just having conversations with the Holy Spirit throughout the day and just being like, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do in this situation? Because Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do with my three-year-old that's talking back to me and being a little stinker. How do I be a kind mom? Because I'm not feeling very, kind right now right um and that I think has been I think that's been the biggest thing I think this season like really just knowing my dependence and um I definitely am determined and um tend to want to just like pound things out on my own and so um I but I end up just not being a nice person when I do that and I look at myself I'm like I wouldn't want to be my friend right now so why am I acting like this So then I realized like, oh, yeah, I haven't really spent time with God for a while. So I'm just noticing like that my devotions are not just something I check off a list. It's it's that time to really be refreshed. And yesterday was the perfect example. I was like, I I'm feeling I'm feeling bottom of the barrel today. And I sat down while the kids were napping and it just was immediate. Like the Holy Spirit was just so in what I was reading and Mm. in the word. And I was just like, okay, I need to be just more careful to take care of myself because I'm not very good at that when I get busy. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the natural tendency of moms, right? We're just taking care of other people all day long. And even in our jobs, we're we're taking care of people. And so it's hard to remember that we need to take care of ourselves too. Yeah, sometimes it feels selfish, but then I realize like my kids are gonna like me a lot more if I do this. Right, <laughs> and right. my husband. Yeah. Oh no, I t- I can totally relate to that. I mean, even this morning, like usually I'm I'm trying I try to wake up, you know, before my kids wake up and just be yeah. able to be quiet and be still. And and the last few days, it's been like you know I'm getting like five minutes by myself, and then somebody's waking up and kind of interrupting yeah. my quiet time. I'm like, this isn't so quiet. <laughs> this isn't so refreshing. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to, you know, finish my Bible. I was like, mommy's trying to finish or, you know, reading her Bible and having her Bible time. And, you know, somebody's yeah. needing something. And I think, I mean, I've just realized like over, I mean, in this season that 
I desperately need the word of God to live. Like I can't live without it is what it feels like. And that sounds kind of dramatic when you say it out loud, but I literally sometimes feel like I just can't live my life Mm -hmm. without the word. Like it literally fills my soul so much and gives me so much energy and it's hard to do. It's hard to wake up early and and do it before the little people are awake and needing breakfast and, and all of that, but it, it definitely refreshes your soul so much. Oh, absolutely. But it's challenging. Are you one of those people who wakes up early in the morning or do you, when do you do your, your, you know, quiet time? Um, I ideally would love to be that person, but I'm not. Yeah. Um, so I tend to do my quiet time when I'm home, then I'll do it during their nap time. But when I'm working, I'll usually do it right after they go to bed. My kids go to bed pretty early. So, um, usually around like seven or so. So I'll try to get my devos in then, and then get a workout in and then just chill time with, with the honey on the couch. (laughs) That's awesome. I know after the kids go to bed, I'm like dead to the world. Like, yeah. I'm like, I got <laughs> nothing for anybody. Yeah. So I'm pretty funny. impressed that you can like get a workout in after your children are asleep. That's yeah, amazing. It's the only time I can do it. I'm not, I'm not a morning person as much as I want to be. I yeah. try to work out in the morning. I just feel sick. <laughs> oh, well, we don't want that. Um, are you guys, you feel like you're done with two kids? Do you, are you talking about more kids or is that n- not an okay question? <laughs> oh, no, that's fine question. It's definitely um, one that we both right now feel really content with too. Um, so we're not like taking any steps to make that permanent, but um, definitely don't have plans right now for any more. But okay. we'll see what God does because you never really know. You never <laughs> really know. He can always know. surprise you. Yes. <laughs> That's what I tell God. Like, okay, God, if you want us to have more, like, it's probably going to have to be a surprise. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I think I'm done. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Okay, Nicole, what is like one thing as a mom that totally um, is changing your life right now? Oh my goodness. That's a tough one. Um, I think, I think we touched on it before just that, um, realizing that we need to have dependence on the Holy spirit and on the word of God. And, um, cause it's, it's scary. I feel like it's a scary world to be raising kids in right now. Um, but I feel every time I feel that fear, I just have to have confidence. I think, I think honestly, the kind of um, choosing faith over fear, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's hard sometimes yeah. um, to really make that what you choose because you you know I've seen um, you know moms lose babies or mm-hmm. or kids or you know terrible things happen. Um, you know, and so there's always those fears as a mom. So I think for me, like the biggest thing is just choosing faith whenever those fears come knocking, just choosing God loves these kids more than I do and they're his. And that's a crazy hard thing to, to understand as a mom and as a person, but, um, just choosing to have faith that God has got them and to rely on, on the Holy spirit to give us wisdom, to make them turn out good. (laughs) Please keep my children alive. Yes. And help them be kind. Help them be nice people. Yeah. (laughs) That love you. That love you. And ask. Yeah. Oh, amen. That's so good. Okay, Nicole, what is your favorite thing to do with your husband on a date? Oh, um, we really like to explore new cities. So, I mean, that's obviously not something we get to do a ton because it's more like we love to travel. Right. Um, so an ideal date, um, like we did for our anniversary this last year, we went to Portland and, and just spent two nights there and walking around the, the city and just enjoying each other and enjoying food and new places. So we really like to explore, um, when it comes to like just a day date or an evening date uh, locally we just like to go dinner and a movie maybe coffee or ice cream afterwards so pretty chill fun I love it okay Nicole thank you so much for coming on the show and chatting with me and sharing your story and all that the Lord's doing in your life it's been it's been super fun 
Great. Thank you so much. It's been awesome. I hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with Nicole today. She's one of those mamas who makes motherhood look easy. She really does. She's like one of those laid back type of people. I'm not laid back. And and when I see people who are, I'm just like, oh, I want to be more like that. I love her parenting style and just who she is. I loved our conversation about what it looks like to not miss God in the middle of our doing for God. I know that's such a tough one especially as mamas. We are doing all the time, doing, doing, doing. I loved what she said about her time with the Holy Spirit and how the Lord has this incredible refreshing for our souls. We just have to get still enough to receive it. Easier said than done, I know. I love this podcast so much. I love it, you guys. Is that crazy to say I love a podcast? It's true. You are amazing, and your reviews of the show have been so kind. I'm so blown away. Thank you for your kind words. It does not go unnoticed. Thank you for listening. If you haven't done so yet, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I've put my heart and soul into this new online course. There is so much fear in our culture out there surrounding childbirth and just a whole lot of lies and stuff that isn't true, you guys. I would say that the fear of the unknown is one of the biggest roadblocks for most pregnant women, the what ifs. But I'm here to equip you with truth, the truth about birth, so that you can walk into your experience confident, understanding the choices you have. You can do this. Head on over to yourbestbirthcourse.com and enroll in my online course. Use the promo code PODCAST, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, PODCAST, for $50 off of your class. Would you be willing to help me spread the word? I would be so grateful. Friends, tell everyone, tell your family, tell your friends. Share it on your social medias. You know you want to. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I am praying for you this week, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye.